0: This is Erica Connor, and you are listening to Let's Be Real. Hey, everybody. In case you didn't know, today is November the 13th of 2020. It's Friday the 13th in 2020. Again. So we have another Friday the 13th. I'm just going to leave that there. You do whatever with it. You think, I don't know. Is it a full moon today too? Could be, could be super interesting, but I'm just going to leave that there. It is what it is. I don't really know how I feel about all the things. I'm definitely not superstitious, but I do know that stuff goes a little wonky on full moon day. So hopefully it's not that also. But what I want to talk to you today about is seasons. I have a little hobby farm. I've talked about it briefly here and there on other episodes, but we spend a lot of time outside. And as I head into the winter season, it always is a really nice rest and break for me, at least when it comes to the garden. And to the weeding, to the growing, to the planting, to the replanting, to the trying to patch up holes in the garden that somehow the bunnies found again. When I think snow, I think calm. <laughs> I think rest. I, I like winter. I know that's not the case for everybody, and not everybody lives in the Midwest who's listening. They may not experience all of the seasonal changes that we get, but I love the seasons. I love the change. We're still in fall. We have a little dusting of snow, frosty snow this morning for the first time. But the leaves are still everywhere. For the most part, they have fallen. Fall cleanup, uh, for me anyway, there's still some work to do. You know, the people with nice, neat, tidy, small yards. <laughs> They're done. Every time I'd walk by, I was like, oh, look at how nice that that looks. They're done. It's kind of this nesting feeling, right? right? Like you're getting ready for winter, you do all this prep work to get ready for the next season. We were blessed with unusually warm week here in Wisconsin. We had temperatures in the 70s for almost a whole week for the first week of November. Like we voted on the third and my husband biked there because it was 68 degrees out and it was lovely. It provided me a whole extra week of pleasant work outside. So I took it. I spent hours prepping the garden outside. Now I do have a pretty sizable garden. So it's not exactly your average backyard garden. It might be a little bigger than our house actually. I'm looking outside at it going, huh, yeah, it's big. And I've been changing methods of how I garden over the last couple of years. So I have learned so, so much about God through learning about his creation. The garden is where I feel the closest to God. That's typically where we kind of speak, where we hang out, where we pray. And if not in the garden, just outside, anywhere. (laughs) Like Outdoors is where I feel closest to God. For me, it might be woods or field or garden. I know some people, it's the beach. If you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. It's the beach. Yeah, I know you guys are out there my mom is a beach person. We're just all very different in the calm and the peace and where we meet best with God. For some of you, it may not even be outside. For me, it is some of the things that I have learned. Now, you may not be overly interested about gardening and growing, but bear with me because this is cool stuff. (laughs) It is at least to me. I've learned so much about soil. I've been geeking out on soil fertility. Don't get me started. And I know like, so little. I'm at the beginner stages of learning about all of the bacteria and the fungus and the mycorrhizae and there's so many amazing things in even a teaspoon of living soil. Not dirt, not the dry brown stuff that you might see in the cornfields that have been sprayed for weeds a thousand times. That's just dirt. The soil is gone. It has been washed away because we till. See, this is where I got to stop. I'm just going to keep going down this rabbit trail. But I've learned so much about living organisms and what they are. I mean, they live in soil. That's what soil is. Soil is living. We don't often think about that. And I just have seen so much of this parallel between the soil. And it's the health of the soil that determines the health of the plant. It's sort of the immune system. It's where it makes these channels to reach out, to extend its roots, to bring the right nutrients to the plant that it needs to feed it to not only make the plant healthy, to produce strong fruit, but it's also their immune system. Healthy plants can fight itself against pests. What? I didn't know that. It's pretty fascinating, though. You companion plant. You put certain plants next to each other because they help one another, not only in feeding the soil to help the other plant grow, but also to protect it. As one plant thrives, it's protecting the other one, and it in turn thrives, and it's this mutual beneficial relationship. The same with insects. You invite in beneficial insects. We don't want all bugs gone from our garden. We want a lot of bugs in our garden. We want a lot of life in our garden, in the soil, in the bugs, in the birds, in the frogs. We want them all there because they all work together. And when I think about how God has created our bodies, our our immune systems, our gut, our bacteria, it's just like the soil. Like we take care of one, then we take care of the other, and it all just works together and we just see the beauty of God and his creation represented in the beauty of mankind and then also in the beauty of humans and relationships and seasons. So let's think about it. If you live in a place in the world that has four traditional seasons, let's think about the things that happen in seasonal changes. We right now get to, in Wisconsin, we just finished getting to experience just the most beautiful fall. We have some years that the weather changes so fast that the trees go from green, yellow, brown, done. (laughs) This year, the colors were stunning. The weather was lovely. People joke, they're like, yeah, let's go look at... The dying leaves, like, let's go enjoy their death. I'm like, well, let's not be dramatic. They're not dying. They're going through seasons. They're going through change, and they're going through it with a purpose. God has created his seasons so purposefully and so well-planned. It's beautiful. It is intentional, purposeful. The leaves fall to cover the earth, to keep it warm, to give small insects places to winter. So I know there are people out there like, yeah, but I mulch bag, get rid of my leaves. I used to too, but just so you know, there's a place for them. (laughs) Like at least leave them under your bushes or under hedges or under plants. Like leave some in the corner. Leaves are good. There's a reason that they fall. But it's also because then when that is done, when that purpose is done over the winter, come spring, they break down and they return back to the earth. And they're a carbon-rich compost. Living soil eats organic material. So if you have a garden, you need to keep feeding it, and you don't have to feed it with store-bought synthetic foods. If you don't want, you can keep laying on organic matter because there is a plan, there's a purpose. This is not an accident. It's all worked together. So the leaves are going to have a purpose come spring. But they're also now off the branches, where for us, we get a lot of snow. We have seen early snow come and break branches off trees that still have their leaves because the weight is too much, right? We know, we know these things. You've seen them in, with your own eyes. We've all seen winter go to spring. What a wet, nasty, muddy mess, especially if you have animals. Oh my goodness. I hate that transition. I really could live without it. The earth couldn't, but I could. It'd be like, wake me up when it's warm and dry. I'm out. Now, while I do get a rest in the winter from my garden, I still have animals to go out and to take care of and to do chores. But it just doesn't seem as bad when there's not a garden staring you in the face. And to go out in the calm peace of the cold snow and take care of the animals It might be my favorite time of the year to do it. It's harder, and it's cold, but it's peaceful, and it's calm, and I truly love it. I think it's really important for us to look for the things in every single season that we love, or we're going to end up just really disliking it. I'm working on the things that I love about the wet spring. I'm not quite sure I have a list there yet. (laughs) If anybody has any ideas, if there's anything that you love about it, you let me know, because wet cold in the spring, not great. But seasons come, and it's on purpose, and it is planned. Psalm 104.19 says, He made the moon to mark the seasons. The sun knows it's time for setting. I'm a sucker for looking up scripture on trees or on seasons or anything that has to do with growing and plants. And there's so much to learn about God as we change seasons. We are mid-November. We are looking at Thanksgiving just coming up. And I am typically a very staunch, do not decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving kind of person. And I might even look at others who don't wait that long as, oh, you guys, you are ruining Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, not this year. This year I'm in the stores and I'm seeing all the Christmas decorations. I'm like, oh, yay. Doesn't it just make you happy? I think I've said a couple times to my family, let's put up a tree." Now we always get a fresh tree. So that's a problem because they're not exactly available yet. But The day after Thanksgiving, I'm going to go get it. (laughs) I'm watching people on Facebook put up their artificial trees. and like, oh, see, I need an artificial tree. I would be putting it up right now. And I think it's because for so many of us, we've probably never been so anxious for a change of seasons. It's been a long year. Like, what's next? What's next? What's the next season? I have talked about before on this podcast that one of the idols that I struggle with is the idol of tomorrow uh, next, like, okay, I'm so over this. What's next? Can we just move on please? Which is a problem if you're trying to live present and where you're at and making the most of it and learning out of the season where I'm always like, eh, done. Remember I said I'm a good starter, not a good finisher. I'm like, eh, let's finish this challenge and just move on to the next. But I think I think we're all kind of ready for this. Yep, nope. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next. So, my question for you today is, how do you prepare for the next season of your life? We see the earth prepare. We see God's process put in place for seasonal changes. And for me, I spend time preparing for my outdoor seasonal things, as do you, I'm sure. I am sure most people out there have cut their grass, hopefully the last time, right, before it snows, We might even be starting up the snowblowers, getting them ready, because we know what's coming ahead in this next season. We know that it's not necessarily an overnight shift, although last year around Halloween, we got a huge snowstorm, and it was kind of like, whoa, now we're in winter, boom. Sometimes it's a shorter transition, is I guess all I'm saying, but a transition nonetheless. We see winter thaw out, as it heads into spring. We see us tricked, thinking spring is here, but it's really just another winter for all of March and into April, until it finally transitions into summer, and then summer into the lovely fall, and we just keep doing it. In our lives, there are seasons that are just going to keep coming. And they might be ones that we know are coming, and we can prepare for them, and we expect them, And we do all the things that we can to be ready for them. And sometimes the seasons come a lot faster than we think. Or it's in a very abrupt change, like a snowfall in May. We've had one of those too. Giant snowstorm in the middle of May. I mean, I got married on May 25th, and it snowed that day. I was like, are you serious? This was supposed to be at least pretty safe from the cold. But some things come very abruptly. And sometimes they're not a whole season, but just maybe a short circumstance but how do you prepare for the seasons in your life, the seasons in your heart? We are heading into the holiday season, which for some is a wonderful, lovely, fun time. For some, it's a very difficult, challenging time. For a lot of us with the year of 2020 and COVID, we actually don't know exactly what it'll look like. Will it be different? How do you prepare for that? For some, this will be a very different season as you walk in. For some, we know it's coming because we've done it before. So how are you preparing for the Christmas season? What do you do? If you have any favorite practices or habits or things that you wish you were better at doing, I would love for you to share. Share on social media, right on the Instagram page or on the Facebook page. Throw it in the comments. Let's talk about it. How do you prepare for the next season? In Mark one thirty-five, we see Jesus rising very early in the morning while it was still dark. He departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Being faced with a new season, with a new circumstance, with a new hardship, Jesus went out and he prayed. He was staying connected. He was staying connected to his father. If Jesus knew how important it was for him to be praying and staying connected to God, which he is then part of that trinity, how much more important is it for us to stay connected, to stay connected to the Lord, to come to him in prayer? Is this a good habit that you have? Like, I can talk to God all day long, make his prayers a conversation with the Lord. But sometimes it needs to be a little bit more for me. I think you've probably experienced it too. Sometimes you just need to go to be alone, to sit, to maybe rise in the morning while it's still dark and go out to a place, to just be someplace different. So we have some woods in the back of our property and off to the side, kind of near the property line, there's this old rock wall, but it goes through a very wooded place now, very overgrown, so it's hard to get to. But there was a day about three years ago I was just in a bad place. I can't even tell you anymore why. I don't know what the circumstances, I don't know what was going on. I put on my snow gear. It was January. I walked through those woods and I found that rock wall and I sat. And I had to be alone and I had to be still because I needed to like really pray, really connect. Not just a quick offer of thanks at mealtime or a please keep us safe as we're driving on a road trip. Or these quick little conversational obligatory prayers. Sometimes they're obligatory. You feel that way. Sometimes they're not. A lot of times, and I hope so. I hope it's the case that they're true. That they're deep. That they're legit. That it is a connection. But sometimes we just really need to go off and we need to pray. Really pray. We need to stay connected. Which also means be in his word. And to be in his word Well not just kind of picking and choosing verses to help encourage, although if that's all you've got for today, find encouragement in God's scripture. I was reading a blog about seasons and scripture on seasons, and a young lady has a blog that she was talking about how she was really struggling, this was back in 2016, going back to college. She was getting ready in the fall. She had had a rough spring, didn't really want to go back for a number of different reasons, but she had listed the scripture that encouraged her, and one of them was Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same today, and yesterday, and forever. She said that reminder that God doesn't change. Seasons come, and they go. The sun sets, and it rises. Circumstances change. Seasons in our life come and go, but God doesn't change. He is unchangeable. The word for that in theology is immutable. Does not change. God's character is that he is immutable. And if we remember that, hopefully we can be encouraged by that as we walk through these seasons that seem to be constantly changing (laughs) under our feet. Let's remember that God doesn't change. So when we need to be connected And we need to come back to him in prayer and to him in knowledge of who he is by reading his scripture, to remember what he has done. It's super encouraging to remember that he is unchangeable. So one of my very favorite uh, books is the book Jane Eyre. I love it. It's so intense. It's so good. If you haven't read it, quick read it. It's so good. But there's a Masterpiece Theater version of the book, right? In a movie. Now, movies don't typically do the book justice, but this one did oh, an okay job. It's a 2 disker They, like, tried to get it all in. They've got all the important stuff, but they missed, you know, some of the slower stuff that you just don't have time to put in a movie, but one of the things I like in the movie that always stood out to me is Jane meets the master for the first time, and they have a conversation, and he's um, what I would call moody, and when she's done with that meeting, the cook... It's like, oh, you met the master. How was it? She's like, well, he's very, and she's choosing her words carefully. She's like, he's very changeable. I was like, ooh, changeable. Isn't that a nice way to say moody or crabby? Like, doesn't that just sound lovely? Leave it to an old English film, right? (laughs) Or book to be like, oh, it's just changeable. And then they use the word again later when they're talking about the weather. They're like, my, isn't the English weather just changeable? And that word always stands out to me because I feel like it's a very kind usage It's a kind word to use to describe some of these things. And I think about that contrast when I think about how unchangeable our God, our Savior, our Creator is. So as we're heading into a new season, maybe it's the season of Christmas that comes to mind, and the holiday season when I say that. And for some of you, it might be a whole new season of life, like different jobs, different situations, all sorts of different things. Are you preparing yourself for a new season? Even if you don't know it's coming, even if it's way down the road, and the season might not be for a long time, doing a study in the book of Joshua with a small group. And one of the comments in the Bible study book that I, I thought was pretty profound is the author said that Joshua had dug a well way before he ever needed it. He had grown. He became strong. All of these things in his life through the Exodus and all of these things have grown him to be prepared for the season way down the road when he would become the military leader that would take the Israelites into the promised land. But the work that would have needed to be done in him had been done long before and in a process up until he was ready when God told him it was ready, when God told him it's time. Let's dig wells before we need them. Let's be preparing for changing your seasons before they come. Let's be connected in prayer and scripture to God before seasons change, either abruptly or expectedly. One of the ways that I think is a good idea is being in a small group, being in a Bible study with other people. Because honestly, when I first started, I was born and raised in the church and went to Christian schools all the way through. But when I was 23, after having my first daughter and I was staying home, I started going to a Bible study with some older women, and I had no idea how they got the answers that they got. We're all doing the Bible study together, and we're talking about these answers to these questions. And I'm like, what? What? Where'd you get that? And I'm quick scribbling down and writing down their answers like, I didn't get that. I totally missed that. I was like, how do they know so much? I'm 23. I've been reading the Bible my whole life too. Well, I haven't had at that point as many seasonal changes as they have. There's a lot to learn through other people, through their wisdom, through their season. So for you, it might be time to look into a small group. And if you've been in a small group for a long time, maybe it's time to add uh, an opportunity to disciple those that need one. If you have the time and the opportunity to start another one and to invite people in, to help them dig that well, to help them connect, not only to God, but to one another, to be prepared for the seasons that are coming, maybe it's time to step out in faith and do that. they are so many different for so many people. I would love to hear if anybody has any creative ways or different ways. If you're realizing that you need to connect a little bit better through prayer, through scripture, through a small group. If you're in a place where you're ready to help others connect, to disciple them, and to lead a small group, I would. So feel free to message on Facebook, Instagram, comment on the pages. Let's talk about it. One of the ways that is coming up for me is a week from tomorrow. So Saturday, the 21st of November, we're starting a little early to make sure we get it all done. Doing an online Advent study. I know I mentioned it. If you would like to join us in real time, go to my Facebook page, Go to Instagram, find the details, order your book from 8 to 9.30. We're really just going to commit to setting a small amount of time apart on Saturday mornings. Tell the kids, stay in your bed. (laughs) Don't get out. (laughs) Go lock yourself in your bedroom. Go to a coffee shop. If you want to get out of the house, you can have a friends over, but let's meet together. Let's work on preparing our hearts for this new season of the holiday season. I pray that if you... Need a small group. If you need accountability, that you reach out and you ask someone, like, hey, do you want to do this? I challenge you that if you're not praying, if you're not reading your scripture, do that. And even if you're not doing it as much as you would like, like me right now, do it a little bit more. Really commit to that. Pray about it. Do your best to stay connected, to dig that well before you need it, so that we can be prepared for the seasons that we know are coming and for those unexpected ones God I just thank you so much for the seasons we know that everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven God we just pray for those that are unexpected that are a change in circumstance that catch us unaware and caught off guard we just pray for your peace to stay connected God, help us to remember how unchangeable that you are and that you are there with us and for us every step of the way. And for the seasons that we know that we are coming, Lord, help us to be focused enough to prepare, to prepare our hearts, to stay connected, to pour over your word, to allow your truth to speak into our hearts. But Lord, help us to speak that truth into the hearts of others, to seek out those who might also need some connection or a small group, or just a little bit more truth Use us in a way where we can all come together, Lord, to know you better, to rest in your nature and in your characteristics, your unchangeable love, as we move through life, season after season.